the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is the practical side of life that we are exploring as we return to Romans chapter 13. Our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner, continues with our review of Romans next on Abounding Grace. Join us. Ministry of Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose, online at reformedheritage.org. Welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner, our teacher and pastor here at Reformed Heritage. Well, today we are back in Romans 13, verses 1 through 7, as we take a look at the call to submit to civil authority and just exactly what that means and what the parameters are. It's all part of a little mini-series we've been focused in on here in Romans 13. We invite you to spend time with us as we look at a message that Pastor Gary has simply called Submission to Civil Authority. Here's Pastor Gary now with today's Abounding Grace. If we believe that God has made promises to His Son that will be fulfilled, that kings and all who are in authority are supposed to rule as ministers of God, that this is God's battle and He will fight it, that the zeal of the Lord will perform this, then several things happen to us. It gives us peace in times of suffering because whoever the governing powers are, who governs them? Jesus Christ, the one who lived and died for us. So they are not doing anything to me, about me, scheming against me, whoever they are, that is not fully known by God, fully ordained by him, directed and controlled by him for the good of his church. Ephesians 1.23. He rules over all things for the sake of of his church. This should bring tremendous peace. We don't have to be agitated. We know every time there is an election, it is either euphoria or it is calamity, but not for us because this is not our city. It is their city, the pagans, not ours. Here we have no continuing city, but we contribute to it. We want to show men the way they can build their lives and their institutions upon the rock of God's word. We want to participate in that, but our fortunes in the church do not rise or fall with who's in office. They are as high as they can be at every moment because the one who loves us and gave himself for us is now installed at the right hand of the Father as King of kings and Lord of lords. He is exalted and extolled and very high. And we are and must be exalted, extolled, and very high in him. So we have peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. 
too. He gives us hope. Sometimes you wonder who are the bad guys here. Are, they, are there any good guys? Does everyone have on gray hats or black hats? That's what happens when no one says, Christ, not man, is king. Morality becomes just a bowl of gray oatmeal. Well, over here, it is really sweet, and I see a little bit of light. Maybe we can go over there. But we don't really have that problem in the church if we allow God's word to be our guide. We don't look at the flow of history and say, you know, who's ever elected next year or next term, that's going to decide the whole future of my life. No, it is not. We submit to the powers to be and we pray for them. Do you pray for those by name you don't particularly care for? Do you pray for them because you have the ear of the one who holds them on his chain? You are more in a sense. But we need to be careful here. We need humility. But you are more powerful than anyone who was elected to office anywhere if you are on your face before Almighty God asking him to fulfill his promises to his son and pleading with him to plead his own cause and to plead his own covenant. Do you see how we have to walk by faith? The political realities are not in Washington, D.C. or Sacramento. The political realities are at the right hand of God where Jesus Christ reigns. And it should give us courage Because we do not recognize that the church has often come into conflict with the powers that be. Oh, sorry, we do recognize that the church has often come into conflict with the powers that be. And sometimes all we can do is say we must obey God rather than men. And I must suffer whatever consequences then come. I'm not going to file a lawsuit and go and do all these things. Because some God, sometimes God just wants me to suffer. And of course, it's not just sometimes. We read last time we were together in First Peter 2 that God has called us to follow the example of his son. It's not negotiable. It will look different in different people's lives and different periods of history, sometimes less, sometimes more. Uh, But if any man comes after me, let him take up his cross and deny himself, which means suffering is the warp and the woof of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Why? Because the way Jesus' kingdom come is like the way he brought it in through humility and meekness, faithfully standing for the truth of God and suffering the consequences thereof. He laid down his life for us on the cross. That's the way we are to be as his disciples. And it gives us courage to do this. When remember, we are joined unto him. My little life is not just trying to scrape together a little bit of money and then I die. 
My life is to be a disciple. That is the overarching purpose of my daily life. I may be surrounded by a big family. I may live by myself. I may be in the epitome of health. I may be struggling. But that, none of that is what defines me. What defines me is that I am a disciple of Christ. I am his servant. I am a friend of the king of kings and lord of lords. And when I go to work, <coughs> or when I am traffic, or when I'm with my wife or with my children, I am a disciple of the Son of God, and that is what defines me. He humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death. So that is what must influence everything I do, and I want it to, because he who finds his own life, but I'm going to live on my own terms. I'm going to fight for what I think is right. He who finds his own life will lose it. But he who loses his life gives it up and says, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I am thy servant, O Lord. Do with me as you will. He loses his life for the, my sake. will find it, and that should give us courage. I see... That is what happened with Peter. Before the ascension, before he recognized that Christ, not man, is king, these little girls said, you were with Jesus. Oh, no, no, I wasn't. But then after, oh, God has put his son, the son of who I knew, who gave me bread at the Lord's Supper, who called me to walk on water, who I saw languish on the cross, bearing the judgment of the world on his shoulder. He is now Lord and Christ. Oh, I serve the King, and we must obey God rather than men. You see, the bridge from cowardice to courage is narrow, and there's only one way to get across it in your personal life and in your family. And with your extended family, and that is when you realize and confess and believe that Christ is king, not over this some type of fairy tale Disney kingdom, but over San Jose, California, Washington, D.C., Sacramento, California, my home, your home, this congregation. He is the king. And we are safe in Jesus doing his will. No evil truly happens to the righteous. So we need to hang on to God's promises. Let's use the weapons that he has ordained and learn to use them better. And that is prayer and Bible study. I know it seems funny. Oh, come on. God's not going to bring down tyrants with the Bible and prayer. It is a waste of time for such matters. Really? This evening, read 1 Corinthians 1, particularly verses 28 through 32, where Paul says God uses the weak, the despised, and the lowly to bring down the high and the mighty. Why? So that no one, not you, not me, will ever be able to say, look what we did. We all stand amazed and humbled before God and say, look at what 
he did. He used this dust, this weak, simple, cowardly dust, and he changed it. He formed it. He made it more into the image of Christ, and he uses it to bring victory and salvation to his people. So let me give you three directives in conclusion today. One, begin making it a habit of your life to pray for God to fulfill his promises to his son. And if you need help in knowing where to begin, use and listen again, write these down. Use Psalm 22, Psalm 45, Psalm 72, Isaiah 53, Isaiah 9, Philippians 2. These are great passages to begin with to ask God to intervene. Because remember, you are not about you. When we become Christians, he left us in the dirt pile because it's not about us. It's not about me. But I'm too busy to do that. I've got too much going on. Now, wait a minute. You may be busy, but you better be being busy for Jesus, not for you. You better make sure your family, time, money, work, is dedicated to him because as a disciple that is what defines us I'm concerned about his honor so I'm going to ask the father to fulfill his promises including the submission of kings and those who are in authority to him pray all the verses mentioned above my friends Two, pray fervently especially with repentance for your own areas of rebellion Because you know very well we all have them. It is one thing to tell our children, you need to obey me, which is true. God says it. But am I, as a parent, in submission to God? As a father or husband or as a mother or wife, if I'm not in submission to God or the authorities he has put in my life, it doesn't matter what I say. I have to be under God's authority in my own life. So where am I not? Where do I need to repent? Where do I need to get back under? Because we want Jesus to come and deal with all the bad guys, right? But he may be coming to deal with us first. We like to think them, but we need to think first us is the church in submission to God's word what about in worship doctrine family relationships our work attitude these things are clearly spelled out there has been 2,000 years of debate so no one can plead ignorance here no one can say I'm a Baptist we didn't study that sorry that's not my problem No one can say, well, I'm a Presbyterian and we do things this way. That's not my problem either. There are 2,000 years of church history. The documentation is rich and abundant as to what the church has historically confessed and believed. There is no excuse for ignorance for this in year 2023. Oh, there's all kinds of laziness and indifference to things that are important. But there is no excuse. Where am I? Me, Gary. Where are you? Not under submission. 
Are you obeying maybe on the outside, but on the inside your spirit is in rebellion? Are you like a child obeying because you don't want to get into trouble? But man, my heart is just boiling. That is not submission. Submission is when you yield yourselves to God and say, not my will, not what I think needs to happen here. It is what God is leading me to do under the authorities he has put in my life, assuming they are not telling me to sin. So, while we pray for God to fulfill his promises to his son, You have to understand that you are part of the submission that is promised to the Son. So we must repent of our lack of submission as families. We must repent. How about your phone? I'm shocked by the 8, 9, and 10-year-olds walking around with these cell phones seemingly glued to their hands. Now, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes, so... You're not in trouble for letting your child have a phone. But my point here is simply to say, if I'm going to use a device like this that is very powerful and gives me access to a lot of information, and probably 95% of it I don't need and is not good for me anyway, so is my personal use of that device under the authority of Jesus Christ? And do my children know, if I'm going to give them access to these powerful tools, what it means to put it under submission to the Lord Jesus Christ? I can only use this as a disciple. It's not like there is a phone world where I can say what I want, look at what I want, and then come over here to realize, well, these are real people. And if they smile real sweetly, And if I smile real sweetly, everyone thinks I'm a good person. No, everyone is to be under submission to Jesus Christ. That is the goal. Yes, we will fail in many ways. So we all need to be repenting because our knees have to bow to him. My phone has to bow to him. My home has to bow to him. My checkbook has to bow to him. Or in that area, I am rebelling. And lastly, let me encourage you to speak the word of the king. This opens up a lot. But we get fearful. Because if a company is paying you to hold down a job, They're not paying you to be a missionary. And I understand that. But just remember who you are as a Christian. We have forgotten our identity. Beloved, we are subjects, friends, disciples of the king. Does it move you at all anymore that the king laid down his life for you on the cross because you were so filthy and dead in your sin? I want to, as a disciple of the king, to defend his honor. I want to speak his truth. And it's not because, well, I'll feel guilty if I don't. So just start in your home. I think we in our homes talk more about the Lord and about Christ 
we would have less time for gossip and other unnecessary things we talk about in our homes. Then from that would come more of a readiness and ability and a natural way of speaking the gospel outside the home. When you share the gospel with someone in your family or someone in the workplace, it's not like you're telling them, hey, you know, I found this new recipe for key lime pie and it really made me feel good when I ate it. It was tart and sweet at the same time and it made my mouth all tingly. And I think if you try this recipe, it'll do the same for you. That is not what we are doing when we share the gospel. It is not like, well, I tried this and it worked for me. Why don't you give it a shake? No, no, no. This is the word of the king. And if you don't listen to the word of the king, he's not just going to say, oh, well, you've always wanted to look at things differently. Well, look at what happens to an education system that doesn't submit to the king. Look at what happens to sexuality when men don't submit it to the king. Look at what happens to families when families are not submitted to the king. Look at what happens to individual lives that are not submitted to the king. It is heartbreaking. When I speak the word, it's not just, well, I found this and it's good for me. This is the word of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you may not like me for sharing this with you. But if I don't, one day the sword of the king is going to slice you up and he is going to send you to hell forever where you will spend an eternity under his wrath. So out of love for you. And the desire for you to come and join the king and be on his team, I share with you the word of that king. Is that us? Pray for those three things. Pray for God to fulfill his promises to his son. I gave you some chapters to pray. I hope you wrote them down. Pray for submission in our lives. And pray for a heart to share the word of the king. It is challenging to be a Christian in an age in which everything is so compartmentalized. I mean, we want to come to church on Sunday and feel good about what we heard, feel pumped up and ready to go. But then I go live my life for the most part the way I want. You're just fooling yourself. We must come here to face the realities again. And the reality is God has made Jesus whom you crucified, you and I, both Lord and Christ. That is the reality. And that king will come and save us. He will save our marriages. He will save our thought life. He will save us from hurtful wounds. He will save us from our health, from our filth, if we bow the knee to and obey him. In all areas of life. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Let us pray. Father. We thank you for what you have done in each of our lives.
for the salvation you have brought, for the mercy you have shown, the word you have given, the fountain of grace you have opened up, the river of life flowing from your throne to us. Bless us, bring us under the king. Thank you for these verses on governing authorities because it brings us back to we need to be in subjection to the true king. Oh, please make us so. Our families, our businesses, our workplaces, our personal lives. For the sake of King Jesus, amen. Well, that's all the time we have. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner, the ministry of Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. It is our goal and desire that you would abound in grace through the preaching and teaching of God's Word. And that is why we come to you on a daily basis. Now, as we close out our time together, we also realize that some of these messages that are presented here on Abounding Grace are well worth reviewing again at your convenience. Maybe you joined us a bit late. Well, we have copies on CD. They're just $5. Mention today's date as you call or write to us. Here's how to get in touch with us. The phone number is 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're welcome to also visit our website, learn a bit more about us. We're at reformedheritage.org. Again, reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, if you would love to partner with us, if you're feeling led of the Lord to become a financial partner with us as we continue this ministry here on this station, please write to us at PMB number 402. And the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, The zip code is 95032. Or, again, simply call us, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to join us for worship. Sunday services here at Reformed Heritage Church are at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. We meet at the Lone Hill Church, 2 in the afternoon. Directions can be found at reformedheritage.org or by, again, calling 408-866. Eight six six five six zero seven. We thank you for joining us and trust we'll see you again next time we get together for another broadcast of Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.